Hello everybody, welcome to the Technical Area, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host Gaffer Grima once again. European football is back. Well, in a very, very strange sense, we're seeing European football return. As teams travel from home and away to these neutral places to try and find a place to just get their games on on the go, which is, I think we can all say, a little bit strange. Maybe some of us hoped for a bubble at the end of the season. Postponement, further postponement possibly of the European Championships, just writing it off. Instead putting on these bubbles that we all loved last August when the Champions League made its way to Lisbon and the Europa League made its way to, to Germany. But nonetheless, we're seeing clashes of styles once again. Entertaining games decided by the odd goal, revival of some stars and then again some more inconsistent performances that can bring joy and frustration in equal measure. This is episode 55. Is it 54? It's 54. Yeah, it is 54. 55. This is the latest episode, and I'm dedicating it all to a very, very, very simple simple tactic, the 4-4-2. One that many of us would have played way back when. We are learning the basics of 11-a-side football as children. And if you were a little bit more exotic in your team, maybe play 3-5-2 or 4-3-3 or even 3-4-3, whatever it is. Look at you. But for us here in Ireland especially, it was 4-4-2 and there was no compromise there. In terms of my own FM stories, I've kind of released blogs there in the last week. One kind of updating how things are going with Valencia so far. What another one kind of just touching base on how things are going with Atlanta so far on FM Touch because 21 Touch. Because, yes, I'm still playing FM 21 Touch, and yes, I really am enjoying it. So, kind of a little snippets, the, the latest bits there for you to read. You can find the, the links to the, the blog down below if you want to go check it out. Um, if you look under FM editions, you'll find FM 21, and that's where you'll find um. The Valencia piece, and then if you look on our FM Touch editions, go down to 21 and you'll see the, the Atlanta post there alongside my review. It's kind of accompanied the, the podcast we did just before Christmas about FM Touch and its place in the community. So I won't spend too much more time talking about the, the save updates there. You can check everything out there. And I know I'm still a little quiet on Twitter. I'm still I'm trying to use Buffer to, you know, schedule my tweets to share content because I know I'm a little quieter with social media this month in Fabrics. I needed a bit of a time off. And I can't upload GIFs of some of the great goals we've managed to score. So that's a little frustrating. So I'm trying to find a way to, to work them into the blog posts. But it was a good week last week. You know, a lot of writing, a lot of, you know, brainstorming, trying to plan a the future of the podcast, the future of the blog as well. It's trying to go like a little bit different, try something a little bit different with the, the podcast. I'm still kind of working out a few kinks in that little system and hopefully I'll have something to share with you soon enough on that front. So I suppose we better get into the you know the main course here and that is four four two and a little bit of a, a focus as well on combination play. 
we all know what four four two very very simply is. It's four defenders, four midfielders, and two forwards. But I suppose one of the best things about four four two is that it is an adaptable system. It is a system that, although it can be laid out in a very very simple manner of four four two, how that system presents and plays out in a match can be very very different. We saw Porto use it to great success this week against Valencia. A great piece by Michael Cox on the Athletic about that, talking about how. Oh, yeah, sorry, against, um, yeah, against Juventus. And how Porto were able to adapt the system to press high. How they pressed high, how they created solid banks. Where they created pressing traps. And then even at times where, you know, where Juventus would try and move, say, Weston McKinney into kind of half spaces and into the channels. How the winger on one side would tuck in, so it would nearly be a 5-3-2 at times. Simeone has had great success at Atleti with 4-4-2 in its various ways, shapes and forms. The Leicester City side that won the league in 2016, again using 4-4-2 to great effect. And of course, English football, you know, has almost become synonymous with, you know, 4-4-2 over the years. What 4-4-2 gives many teams is a strength in midfield. And that's where the strength of the system lies. It's because how the midfielders can operate, how the midfielders can adapt, and how different players can offer different possibilities and, and um, variations of how 4-4-2 works. It's a system that gives great width because it covers defensively and attacking-wise you're covering the width of the pitch. Between your two fullbacks and two wingers, two wide midfielders even, you're really giving your team the best opportunity here to actually build, to actually grow. Attackers as well in the 4-4-2 are not reliant solely on the support midfield the way a lone striker would in a 4-3-3 for example. With the two strikers up front, different options, different combinations, different strengths and weaknesses. All of a sudden it's a case of if they're pressing high, they're not relying on the midfielders pushing up to help them create um, you know, strength in numbers to overload. And as well in an attacking sense, if the ball is pumped direct long, you should have two forwards up front as well offering you know, one another support in terms of you're not it's not one guy on his own holding the ball up trying to trying to get make something happen and relying on those runners from deeper behind to try and make something happen with the game. With the full backs as well in a four four two, what we also see is um a different use of them. They can invert and create an overload centrally. They can just be standard full backs, hold their lines, support the wide midfielders. But nonetheless, with 4-4-2 and your fullbacks, they get involved in the play much more than with, say, some other systems they might ask, be asked. They're given a bit more time on the ball. And then, of course, there is the pressure on the centre midfielders, the wingers and the centre backs to create pass and triangles there. So at 4-4-2, you're getting a system that can really offer you many different options, whether it's with your fullbacks, with how they can be used, that they are freer almost to an extent. The different combinations in midfield can also make the 4-4-2. It, it, it can just make it come to life in, in some fantastic ways. You think of that Liverpool team that almost won the league back in 2014. Playing the diamond, Steven Gerrard kind of as the six. Joe Allen, Jordan Henderson, Felipe Coutinho in front. Then of course Sterling, Suarez and Sturridge up front. So what we saw there was a very, very narrow 4-4-2, a diamond, really. But as well, a system that could become a flat 4-4-2, a system that could become a 4-3-3, a system that was very, very 
adaptable and was used very well. Other ways you can see like that, it's it can also bring as much failure as it brings success. With four four two, of course, we all think of that England generation, you know, that golden generation of the noughties. You know, for me, what stands out the strongest, I suppose you can start saying, is the time kind of coming on from your two thousand and four into the World Cup in two thousand and six, where you had the Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard question midfield, and how the combinations can work in there. Especially midfielders like Paul Scholes, I suppose you could say Scholes was coming towards the end of his career at the time, though. He did continue to play much longer. You don't hire was kind of coming onto the scene as well, and there was many, many others as well. That with 4-4-2, you do need to rely on a balance and create a combination of midfield that works. Stephen Gerrard, the box-to-box energetic midfielder. Frank Lampard, the more, you know, attack-minded midfielder who'd often abandon his post. And I suppose you, you could consider... Frank Lampard's, you look back at his career, you look back at really how he exploded under Jose Mourinho, and you suppose you can really equate that down to Mourinho understanding how Lampard, you know, played in the central midfield role, and then in order to create balance, in order to facilitate the inclinations of a great player like Lampard, Claude McAuley and later Michael Essien became very, very key figures in that Chelsea side. Players who like that had a bit more dis- defensive discipline. And and could cover for the advanced Lampard should he be caught out of position and the Chelsea be caught out of possession. So if you're creating a four four two, finding a combination midfield works is vital. And of course the possibilities are endless, especially if you're adapting to the opposition you're playing. Do you want two more disciplined players, and you might let your wing backs push full backs push forward into wing backs almost? Are you going to look for you know, one to sit, one to advance. I look for two shuttlers. The possibilities and the options are endless, and you can different combinations using different players. Like I kind of spoke about last week as well, that can really open the door for you to create a system that, although the AI in football manager sense might not look, or I'm going up against this team, they play four four two. If I play three in midfield, we should be okay. One or maybe one in front, one behind. But what they mightn't be aware of is the combination of players you might use. You might use two sitters, you might use two shuttlers, you might use two players who even push forward almost. You know, and play defensive wingers or wide midfielders who'll tuck in narrow behind. What you can do with a four four two, it's almost kind of like the when you go into, you know, a a restaurant and you're going to build your burger, build your pizza. It's a case of four four two was almost like that the margarita. It's almost just like that plain bun burger bun. And all you have to do then is put your toppings on to create a combination, create something that's unique and stands out to you and you alone. And it meets the needs that you have in this moment. So whatever it is or whatever hankering you have on your margarita pizza for your pizza, whatever it is for your burger or whatever it is, if you're whatever you're customizing, four four two is that almost that basic building block and all you have to do is you just get to put your toppings on give it your own little twist and make it your way and the thing is the next time you go in you don't have to have it the same way because again your needs might be different in that moment and that's i suppose the best thing about 442 it's a simple and easy tactic it's simple and it's easy it's 
Everyone's roles, everyone's positions are clear and specific. It can be defined. I suppose the romance of football. We like these. Um, you look at Benfica playing Arsenal last night. If you looked at live score, the live score app, and you look at the the, the starting lineups, Benfica are lined up according to live score with a three five one one. Not even a three five two. Not even a three six one. A three five one one. You know, you look at four two three one. It's not four five one. It's not four two four. It's four two three one. You're looking at a four three three, with you know two advanced wingers and one central forward. Is it a four five one? Is it a four three three? We're almost we're looking for complexity. We're almost at a stage now in the world where simplicity is not enough. Complex and if it doesn't have a complex a bit of complexity about it, it's not enough. And these modern shapes can offer this complexity. They can offer this, you know, more attractive. You know, cerebral approach. If you want to even go that way, you, it it you know it appeals to some part of you. But nonetheless, four four two. Although it might lack complexity, it can offer so so much, and becomes like that adaptable and strong, centrally strong in the wide areas, and creates a team that's very very defined, with players who are very very defined and secure in what they are. There was a great quote on 442. Again, the links to the websites that I did some reading on will all be found below in the description. So, of course, I am drawing on what I've read from these. Credit where credit's due to the writers, to these websites. And then, of course, you know, so if you want to go off, read a little bit more, you know, you might find little tidbits of information that I disregarded that might be useful to you. So feel free to read and see what it is. But there's a great quote there from 442. And it says the 442 magazine talking about 442 formation. It's seen as something of a defeat and an indication that a club is unconvinced of its players' ability to execute a more advanced game plan within possession by those at the top. So for those big clubs across world football, if they play a 442, it's, you know, there is this outside approach or outside, you know, my um opinion that's the word. Opinion. That if you're playing four four two, if you're a manager playing four four two, you're just, you know, defaulting to something very simple, very basic. You're not convinced of the players you have, their ability to, to, to perform another system. So look, you're just gonna do very something very simple and very rudimentary. Now I'm playing with Valencia and I've, I've been very, very open and honest. I don't want to play 4-4-2 of Valencia. I want to play a more, to quote 4-4-2 again, a more advanced game plan when in possession. I want to execute a more complex system. I want to be seen at the top by being a very advanced and forward thinking coach. I want to give my players the passing opportunities that modern shapes offer. But my best players, if I want to put up my best team, I have a lack of depth and a lack of depth of quality and current ability standards in my central midfield area. I've adapted Uros, I've adapted Carlos Soler, 
a natural wide midfielder, according to football manager, a natural winger, to playing a central role. Now, I know Carlos Soler is playing centrally for Valencia this year, but I've adapted him in at football manager. There's nothing to say that next year, on my second season of Valencia, he won't like switch back out wide. I have Uros Ratic as my only senior centre midfielder, a 22-year-old Serbian. I've promoted a 19-year-old French player, and a Coba uh, Lion, and a 17-year-old uh, Spanish player, Victor Escudero, in order to give me depth. And that's just to play 4-4-2. Yunus Musa has often moved inside for me when I'm stuck, a player who can play out wide and centrally. I'm having to adapt based on what I have. So that's why I'm playing 4-4-2. And something now is, having played and had success with it in-game, I'm starting to come around again, come full circle back to 4-4-2, and seeing it not as a defeat, not as being unconvinced by players' ability to play more complex system, but a system that is so adaptable again to use that word that offers me so many combinations and it's very very simple and easy that I know when I put a certain player in the team right Boris Ratchik is a box-to-box midfielder Carlos Soler can play box-to-box he can play as a playmaker Kobeline is a playmaker that I know if I'm putting a certain player in I can now define how my team plays based on the combinations I pick and that excites me in that I'm so secure in knowing the strengths of my team. Now we all know of, you know, many of us would be very, very familiar with um, Valery Lobanovsky, the very advanced thinking, you know, tactician out of Soviet Union or in Russia. But I suppose um, his predecessor is often overlooked, and that's Viktor Maslov. And there's a great article in these football times about Viktor Maslov referring to him as the pioneer at the 4-4-2 who took pressing to a new level and what Maslow did was he looked at the 1958 Brazilian World Cup winning side playing a 4-2-4 he adapted their style and instead of playing 4-2-4 brought the wingers back to being wide midfielders and wanted then to create a system as a direct quote now a system of individual roles that combined to form a collective that was greater than the sum of its parts. And that's something I suppose that really appeals to me because I always look at the teamwork attribute of football manager. I want to create a team of players that work hard together. Although I mightn't focus too much on the teamwork training module, the training session, I will look to try and create a system that I you know, that builds on the strengths of the 11 players I put out, the, at the moment, five subs I'm able to bring on, and create something that's greater than these players. Like that, I'm covering up gaps. I've, I've got a squad that I don't want, that's not in my shape, that's not, you know, been built by me. But instead, I've got a squad that I'm trying to bring out the best in, because this is what I have. And that's really, you know, really, really, really what I want to do. And that's what we all want to do, isn't it? We want, although we want to have players who stand out and players who shine, we also want to create a team and this with a 
a team that uses a system that means that you know again exaggerates just the ability and shows off that this team is better as a collective than the sum of its parts i'm currently reading 11 rings to phil jackson book phil jackson was the head coach of the chicago bulls during their two three in a row's and was also then went on to be the head coach of the LA Lakers after Simon Chicago won 11 rings as a head coach. You know, and he, again, he prioritized the system, the triangle offense, fit Mike, and, you know, instead of building a team around Mike, Michael Jordan, the greatest, you know, point scorer of his era, the greatest point scorer, the greatest battle player potentially of all time, if you want to go down that route. I'll have that discussion, but that's for another day. But again, it's building a system that works on that. Like a player like Michael Jordan, your standout player, it's not changing his role. Instead, it's a case of creating a system of building up what's around him and then letting him find his way to bring out his best as well in that system. I suppose that's what 442 I want to do here as well. I know who my best players are. And I want to build up the players around them so that these, you know, better players that I have don't stand out like a sore thumb. They're not like a big fish in a small pond. Instead that these quality players look the part because we've built up a system around them of, of players who may not be at their level now, but players who, you know, were playing to their strengths, were playing in a way that Everyone works together and it's getting us results and it's getting us places. But like anything, 442 has its weaknesses as well as its strengths. Like a lot of the pieces I read on 442, just trying to understand a little bit more, all said that the article on 442 says at 101tactics.com talks about the 442 strengths and weaknesses. You know, it's, 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 it's not hard. We all know the strengths and weaknesses of 442. We all know that if you're playing two strikers, you're going to be able to play a little bit more direct because you've got someone, you know, you, there is a designated support player up front. We all know that with two fullbacks and two wide midfielders, two wingers, you're able to stretch the opposition right across the pitch using these wide players. Create channels in the middle for your players centrally to, to exploit. We know that it's an easy to kind of implement system. And it can be have you know great resilience in its defensive aspects when you're under pressure defending deep. Simeone uses it, Porto used it well this week. You know, how many other teams use it? We know that like these blocks of four really give you this great strength. We know that attacking your wingers could push forward, your central midfielders will push forward. So all of a sudden you have four or five players attacking. So you could even end up with six players attacking the opposition at a time. We know that it's a solid structure. We know that it's a very, very simple system that you can transition to quickly. But like that, we also know there are a lot of weaknesses with four four two. We all we know it's predictable. We know it's rigid. We know gaps can appear appear if a player drifts. We know these modern systems with three centre midfielders can overload it, especially if it's one in front or one behind. We know that there's a lot demanded of the wide midfielders especially in terms of stamina and we also know like 
this system has been around for so long. We we know how to beat it. Like if I was to ask you to go and play four four two with your teams out, I know some people are saying it's overpowered on Football Manager. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that when I started using it. And on Hearts, that's an open promise. I can guarantee you that. But four four two has really opened my eyes to creating something simple. Like I said last week, looking for combinations. That are, you know, rely on the talent of the players and their strengths rather than, you know, trying to fit them into my mould and the way I just want to play. You know, there's a great quote on Wik- I took off Wikipedia that says, the 4-4-2 is still regarded as the best formation to protect the whole width of the pitch, with the opposing team having to get past two banks of four. And has recently had a tactical revival, having recently contributed to Simeone's Atletico, Carlo Ancelotti's Real Madrid, and Claudio Ranieri, Claudio Ranieri's Leicester. So we're seeing this revival. We know football can be cyclical, that things come and go. But it's also, I suppose, you have to give credit as well to the fact that the 4-4-2 was the base of the system that the great AC Milan teams of the late 80s, early 90s built on. Arrigo Sacchi and... Fabio Capello, they had fantastic strength in that. We all you know Sir Alex Ferguson drew great strength from the four four two and the real danger of it. Like as uh you know the SB Nation post below says like that the real danger of a four four two is the pair of strikers who combine together and understand each other's game. We think of the big man little band combo where the Big man's target for long balls and the little man plays off them. And I suppose like one of the greatest moments in Irish football was in Yokohama 2002 World Cup. Long ball forward, hit the big man, Niall Quinn. Ball falls to little man, Robbie Keane. Late in the game, Ireland equalised, won all. You know, it's one of the, the best moments I remember of my childhood with Ireland. Like, and it was based on the 4 4 2. That's now 19 years ago. A lot has changed in football in 19 years. You know, strikers like Robbie Keane have, you know, nearly gone from the game. The rudimentary approach of 4 4 2 and direct play is nearly, you know, just attributed to dinosaurs, to Sam Allardyce, to Tony Pulis. You know, to the those guys you bring in if you're in a relegation battle. Okay, all right, um, we're getting we're in a little bit of trouble. We've sacked the manager, Sam Allardyce. Give him a call. Now, Salik, it's it's not disrespect. I don't mean any disrespect to those managers, but that is, you know, the, that is how four four two was taught. But it is more than that. In FM twenty one, we can create a balance team. Through our combinations, through our player roles, through the players we select. And we can open new opportunities for ourselves like that. We can play with a diamond midfield. We can play, you know, a 4 2 4 to an extent. We can create opportunities to play, even if the case of you play like a false nine off a target man. You push your wingers up. You can. It's nearly a four-two-three-one in essence. 
But what most important I found with my system in for this four four two one playing is that my overarching philosophy is still present. The way I want to play is still present. It's just by using a four four two. That system just appears slightly differently. I'm able to play a very flexible and adaptive game. If I notice the opposition's having great strength with uh, a defensive midfielder sitting in front of um, my midfield and behind my strikers, I can very easily put a Manny Vallejo on who's a false nine and have him just kind of dropping in to occupy that space. If a player occupies that space, whether he presses or not, he's still a presence there. Because I'm quite aggressive. I will play a target man and attack and an advance forward on attack very, very easily. But if teams like that are having this, I can adapt the system without changing the formation. The tactic changes, but the formation almost doesn't. And by having strikers like Maxi Gomez, Kevin Gamero and Manu Vallejo, I have strikers capable of asking very, very different questions of the opposition. And strikers are very, very capable of solving problems for me. And I think that's what the best thing we need to do is have players who can be flexible, adaptive in their roles, which can be flexible and adaptive in our systems, and ask different questions and provide different solutions for the questions we're being asked. Now, I know I need to improve my 442. I know I need to improve my squad. The depth of my sentiment fielders isn't great. I don't have any defensive-minded midfielders. You know, I financially, I'm not actually able, wasn't, wasn't even able to buy anybody or even loan anybody in January. I, mis- I missed out on Manuel Ugarte. He went to Bayern Munich on a free. Lucas Leiva was getting on loan. The board wouldn't sanction the funds. He went to Real Madrid. So I know when it's coming into the summer, I need to find a new way to, to bring depth into my squad, especially if the current ownership stay. And I suppose like that last week I touched on it, and this week again I want to like again I want to reiterate, looking to player traits to change up what can be done in four four two, what can be done with my tactics, my formations. I feel that is the best way forward for me. Because it will then that will then having these player traits can change up the tactic, they can open the door to many possibilities, and it can be something that, you know, allows me to change my game as I evolve and progress in FM21 I suppose we've all been through those stages in life many of us some of us going through it some people have you know gone through that point of life where you know you're, you're going against almost the fashion whether it's true financial reasons or just a case of disinterest or whatever you know you might you know, like if you're trying to save money for a big purchase money's a little bit tight you're not going to be out buying fashionable clothes as much as you once were perhaps possibly or it's a case of you might be someone who adopts like that the minimalist trend it's a case of well i have a pair of jeans i'll just keep wearing these jeans football like everything fashions change and while 442 has had recent success with Simeone, with Ancelotti, Ranieri, it's almost unfashionable to use it. But I suppose that's the great thing about f- football manager as a game, isn't it? 
that while we can go against the modern way of playing, even if you look at FM Heathens, you know, 1901 database, I think it is. Apologies if I got that wrong. Where you look at them trying to bring back, say, like the likes of the 235. These are rudimentary early tactics, but they provided the building blocks of where we've gotten to now. And like, there are many people out there who might see these as have like a negative attitude to these primitive formations. But nonetheless, what's stopping us getting out there and exploring it? If you do want to as well have another great read, I stumbled across this last night over on the byline. It was released 23rd of December last year, just before Christmas. It's a nice short read um, from... Written by Ehor Crusader, sir. Crusader, sir. I apologise if I've butchered that. And it's about creating a simple winning tactic in FM21, and it's just using a base 442. So if you want to give that a read as well, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. But look, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me during my enforced absence on Football Manager social media. You still can get involved on in terms of what you your contributions are always welcome i can tell you i've planned out the next few weeks episode and next week i'm looking at the conveyor belt and the idea of calling it the episode of conveyor belt it's all about player development and setting up a steady stream of young players to be in the first team so if that's something you do something you have an interest in please feel free to send me over your thoughts send me over posts you've written videos you've recorded whatever it is talking about how you've set up this kind of youth production system because i really when I kind of get stuck into that because it's something I'm very interested in with FM21 links can be found down below to the socials so you know whether you whether it's my site yeah you'll find the email links highlighted there with GG for me TTA for the, the pod um, like that feel free to get in touch with the, with the weird community interactions because they do form a vital part of the pod like I know it's by email at the moment and people might be a little bit reluctant to send an email where it's easier to send a you know where it's easier just to press a button on a poll and vote, but get involved. Kind of make a bit like that's trying, you know, make a contribution that's you know comfortable for you. Again, music for the episodes from Pond Five. If you're looking for stock footage, check out Pond Five. But thank you for listening. It's another exciting week of Premier League action. I suppose we don't know what's going to happen week on week anymore, other than Man City are probably going to win, and everybody else is going to beat each other. Form means nothing anymore. Just whatever happens on the day. So let's enjoy the unpredictability, shall we? Well, until next week, stay safe. I'm Gaffer Graymo. Bye now.